0: Hello, America, and happy Saturday. Yep, yeah, we're getting in the habit now. You know what? We got so many great interviews. I'm going to probably do a Saturday podcast for the near future. I just think we got great interviews. I don't want to let anything on the cutting room floor. So, this Saturday, a great show. We're going to get right at it. Former federal prosecutor, former assistant U.S. attorney, one of the country's greatest money laundering experts, David X. Sullivan is here. I'm sure we're going to talk about a little bit of Hunter Biden, he and I, with Amanda. But we're also going to get his take on Mar-a-Lago and also on the judge. How can a judge who expressed disdain for Donald Trump on social media then rule to approve a search warrant for Donald Trump's house? We're going to ask David Sullivan that. Blake Masters, the nominee for U.S. Senate in Arizona. A lot of people think he's going to knock off Mark Kelly in Arizona, one of the most closely watched Senate races of the fall. He'll be with us, and we're going to round up with one of the bright new phases of the conservative movement, Abe Hamadam, soon to be the attorney general, we believe. A lot of people believe in arizona he is the republican nominee for that position great military service real clear communicator exciting young new conservative on the front scene arizona's got a great ticket a lot of people think going into the fall well blake and abe are right at the top of that ticket along with our good friend carrie lake so that is our show today let's not waste another minute we'll hear quickly from our sponsors and partners and advertisers and we'll get right back to the news starting with former federal prosecutor david sullivan in the mar-a-lago raid Right after this. Hey, folks, have you heard of cancer fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Right about now, you probably have some legal questions for the Department of Justice and the FBI following their raid on former President Trump's Palm Beach estate. Well, we are here to get some answers for you. Joining us now, a former assistant US attorney who had an honorable career at the DOJ, and we welcome him back today, David X. Sullivan. It's great to see you. Thank you for coming back on our show.
2: It's my my pleasure. Thank you, Amanda.
1: I wanted to ask you, we're a few hours beyond Attorney General Merrick Garland's public comments that he gave. He said, among other things, and I paraphrase, that the FBI uh, operates without fear or favor, as it does the Department of Justice. Um, There wasn't anything supremely groundbreaking that came from his comments. It seemed to just kind of be him showing face after not doing so for a while. But I wanted to get your, your first thoughts on it
2: well i think that statement's accurate at least traditionally it's been accurate but um, the fact that it it took really three or four days for the attorney general uh, to make a statement at all was sort of curious Um, the fact that he had said that he had made the decision made the call and that he was prepared to release the warrant well the warrant's nice but really it's the application and the affidavit in support of that warrant that was brought to the federal magistrate judge that really has all the information. So I think that's really what people want to see. I think that's what Congress wants to see. And I'm sure that's what President Trump wants to see. Yeah,
0: great point. And uh, from the way he talked this afternoon, doesn't look like that's in the current batch he's going to release, it looks like the the notice and just the warrant itself will be released. I want to ask about something else because we reported last night, now the New York Times, others have confirmed it that uh, back in june the fbi executed a grand jury subpoena delivered it they uh, arranged a cooperative exchange of documents the lawyers went through the whole compound got what the fbi was looking for gave it to them they showed up and the president said listen anything you need let me know we'll do it and they allowed them to walk around they even took them to uh, the storage locker that they just broke into uh uh during the raid on monday you're a former federal prosecutor. You know when you got to escalate and when you realize I got someone cooperative, maybe I don't have everything I want, but I'm going to keep cooperating. You're in charge of this, absent some really explosive allegation of wrongdoing. Would, would, would the right thing be to keep looking for cooperation or would you have done the raid in this circumstance?
2: Well, I think you, you can really have a hybrid result uh, or uh, path to follow. And that would be if you issued and served a grand jury subpoena subpoena for documents. And whether there's been partial compliance, no compliance, where you're simply not satisfied with the compliance that they have given to you, uh, that you seek judicial enforcement of that subpoena. Uh, I've done that many times for the IRS's administrative subpoena power, uh, probably about a hundred times. So absent exigent circumstances, I think it's very curious that your next um, Uh, pursuit would be uh, getting a search warrant, especially for a former president of the United States. I think they had to understand that there would be a lot of consequences and a lot of questions arising from that decision.
0: Great point.
1: Yeah, and David, there's another curious thing that emerged from this that John reported on, the fact that this judge, Bruce uh, Reinhart, had recused himself from an investigation involving the trump organization it was a civil civil litigation between trump and clinton but he recused himself then but then approved this search warrant do you find anything strange about that
2: well uh that's that's an interesting point but in in this instance a federal magistrate judge and i don't know how that federal district works but in many um the judicial officers will rotate as to who would be entertaining. Uh, applications for search warrants, arrest warrants, seizure warrants from the government at any given time. It may change weekly. It may have been that it just was uh, this magistrate judge's uh, moment to uh, entertain the application. But um, as far as recusing from cases, I think that's one thing, and and I think it's something that we should all be rather uh, critical of, but at the same time, the only thing this magistrate judge would be doing would be trying to make a determination as to whether or not probable cause exists um, to you know uh, really uh, balance that with uh, the president's Fourth Amendment issues uh, rights to privacy at Mar-a-Lago. So I think um, it probably would have been better had this magistrate judge not presided over this application, but um, clearly there's a history there, and that's something that A lot of people uh, were were so fractured in this country right now that, uh, you know, it probably would have been better had had this magistrate judge not um, signed the warrant. Yeah,
0: and I I want to drill down a little further on that, David, because I think you're onto something here. So the the statute that governs judges' recusal say that if something is going to cause a person to question your partiality, you should move aside. In 2017, just a few months before he was named as a magistrate in 2018, he did a Facebook page where he directly called out President Trump's uh, uh, moral character, saying he has nothing that when compared to someone like John Lewis, the great congressman, civil rights leader. Given that that's out there, it's very public, he's made a very strong uh, assessment of a person's moral character that he's now being asked, should I let a search of this person go? Is that the sort of thing that if you're a, either a defense lawyer or a prosecutor, you might say, hey, judge, I want to file a motion. I think you really should disqualify
2: Well, you really can't file a motion to disqualify when it's um, an ex parte application for a warrant. Uh, At that point, it's not an adversarial proceeding. Um, Should they challenge the legality of the search, um, that that may come into play, but I don't think that it would be this magistrate judge that would be presiding over um, any Fourth Amendment claims uh, by Mr. Trump's attorneys. So I, I think it, you know, you could say hindsight is twenty twenty, but uh, given what you just told me, John, it would probably have been best to pass um, on on entertaining an application, uh, an affidavit from the government uh, in this regard. I, I think it, it, you know, it's it's bad form. And uh, while I'm sure, you know, the, the threshold for probable cause um, in this instance is relatively low, so I think another judge looking at this would say, well. I would have made the same finding. So perhaps it would be maybe harmless error at best. Uh, we'll see. Hmm.
0: Right? There's a lot we have that. to learn. Yeah, we do. A lot yeah. of facts still to be gathered.
1: <laughs> indeed, indeed, and hopefully, hopefully sooner than later. But David, I wanted to ask you. You know the. The intelligence community as a whole, their reputation has been hit, especially the FBI, and for some people, especially the DOJ. And with respect to looking into Hunter Biden's laptop, his business dealings, 10% 10% for the big guy. Is that Joe Biden? Is it not Joe Biden? How intimately knowledgeable was Joe Biden about his son's business dealings? The DOJ doesn't seem to be moving very quickly on this. Can you can you explain to us why? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they are behind the scenes and we don't even know.
2: Well, maybe they are, but I think Miranda Devine's been moving a lot faster than the FBI. (laughs) And uh, that's really unfortunate. They've had the laptop, apparently, since 2019. Tony Bobulinski has been interviewed on television. I found that to be very compelling, and I found it very curious that uh, no one has attacked Mr. Bobulinski's credibility or what he said. Uh, With respect to the big guy, there have been stories recently that the big guy has been identified as the president of the United States. Um, there have also been other stories that Hunter Biden, uh, when uh, president was serving as the vice president, was entertaining meetings, approximately 17 of them in um, the vice president's residence. And our president has told us that he never uh, conferred with Hunter regarding his business dealings. I think there's a lot there uh, as somebody who, uh, has investigated money laundering cases. This looks like a pretty strong one, in my opinion. Uh, I think you've got enough to bring to a grand jury right now. And I think that's going to require a special prosecutor, but the FBI, uh, whatever they're doing, none of us know. That's a good point.
1: David, very quickly before we go, uh, Press Secretary uh, Karine Jean-Pierre said that President Biden and his administration did not know that this raid was going to be taking place. Do you think that that's feasible? Is that true?
2: Um, I think it's very possible. Uh, You know, Washington is a place with a lot of whispers and a lot of secrets. Um, I would find it very improbable, but um, I think we have to go on their representations. I would, you know, if I were Merrick Garland and I was considering doing this, I would think it would be very prudent to make sure specifically that the president of the United States was walled off from this. I don't think what they do at the Department of Justice should be uh, common
0: knowledge to any president. So I would hope that, that that would not be the case. All right, folks, when we come back for the commercial break, up next, Blake Masters will be right back. title today and protect your most important asset the equity in your home
3: achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking what's your secret begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 bite clear aligners are doctor directed and delivered to your door
1: Welcome back, everybody. Joining us now is the Republican nominee for U.S. Senate in Arizona, Blake Masters. Blake, welcome back to the show for the first time since winning your primary. That's got to feel really good.
4: Feels good so far, although there's no time to celebrate because in three months we've got a general election to win. We got to take out uh, Mark Kelly, boot him out of the Senate.
0: Yeah,
1: that's right. And uh, as we were just talking off air, Mark Kelly is now billing himself as a moderate, which you check out his voting record. And uh, that doesn't seem to line up with reality.
4: It doesn't. You know, all of a sudden he emerges from hiding after almost two years of being a senator, voting for trillions in spending to cause inflation, voting for Joe Biden's open borders policies. And he'll have you know, he's really concerned about inflation he's concerned about illegal immigration it's just a lie you know but he's got tons of money he can put it on tv lie about me lie about his record um it's what we're up against but all i have to do is tell the truth and expose him and tell voters what i bring to the table and if we do that successfully we win
0: yeah it's fascinating because i think americans are tired of the the fake stories and all of the glitz without the the deliverable goods behind it Uh, They're looking for straight talkers. When you're on the campaign trail, you're in Arizona, what are the issues that Arizonans are telling you are most important to them? What are they gonna decide on when they're pulling that lever in November? The border,
4: absolutely. And just the lawlessness and chaos that Joe Biden has caused at the border. Uh, Inflation, 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 inflation. You know, they say it's 9.1%. In the Phoenix Metro, it's definitely double digits. Some of the worst inflation in the United States, Uh, jobs, gas, right? Why does gas cost more than 100% more than it did when President Trump was in office, right? It's because of Biden's America last energy policies. So this is what I'm hearing a lot. Although lately, of course, today, what people are focused on is this is this crazy FBI raid of President Trump's Mar-a-Lago compound. And people are wondering, like, hi, are we still living in a free country or is this a banana republic? It's really, really terrifying. And that's what people are talking about today, probably for the next uh, few weeks.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I, I do want to get into that. But speaking of that president, the 45th president, uh, it was a, a good primary for him. You, Carrie Lake, uh, Abe Hamada, Mark Fincham, I think, as President Trump said, he ran the board on the state of Arizona as far as his endorsements. What message do you think that sends to uh, the McCain folks in Arizona, but just establishment uh, nationwide?
4: You know, I think it's um, I I think it sends the message that this is the direction the Republican Party is going in. And it needs to go that way if we want to even have a prayer of defeating the left who's causing all this destruction in this country. So, yeah, it was a great night for the America First movement. And, you know, now the job is to unite. Now the job is to consolidate. I want every Republican on this uh, America First train in Arizona. I want every Republican to help me and Carrie and Abe and, and Mark get across Uh, the finish line and so that's what we have to do because the democrats they're in power they have the house they have the senate they have the white house and they've just failed and so this new america first crop of candidates i'm really excited we get into office we start not just reversing not just playing defense but we go on offense and we take background and man people don't realize how good things can be once we achieve uh what we need to do in november
0: yeah, it, was, it wasn't that long ago where we had a roaring economy. I think people want to get back to that quickly. Uh, I want to turn to that raid. Uh, really, the last four or five days have been shocking to anyone who values liberty in America. 87,000 new IRS agents uh, put into the budget and approved by the Senate, then a raid the next day on Uh, By the current uh, administration's Justice Department against its opposition leader, Uh, your thoughts on what we've witnessed over the last four or five days, and what it says about the state of America?
4: It's really sad. Of course, like I'm, I'm outraged. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, terrified, just like everybody. But it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad to see what has happened to this country, you know. And hey, I'm not naive about this stuff. I've been campaigning hard for like 13 months. about the dangers of the weaponization of the bureaucracy, the weaponization that we've seen under Joe Biden's DOJ and FBI. Um, And so I'm hip to this stuff, but to see what they just did, right? A brazen daylight 30 FBI agent raid of a former president's home Like, this is really crazy. This is what you'd expect to see in, you know, backwards Latin American countries with dysfunctional governments. This is Banana Republic. This is failed state level stuff. And I think the Democrats are scared. Obviously, there's an electoral component, right? They fear President Trump, they fear him at the ballot box. They don't want to go against him or his agenda in 2024. And so, part of this is trying to neutralize him electorally, but part of it too is just power politics. They're sending a message: if you dissent, if you uh, disagree from the the narrative, they're going to come after you. There's no more Fourth Amendment. They can come out, they can raid you, they can find some pretext. Um, and this is really scary: the weaponization of of the rule of law, the weaponization of of law enforcement, um, if it goes an inch further, I really fear we're going to lose the country.
1: Yeah, yes, it's terrifying. And, you know, a lot of Republicans on pretty much every level of government have expressed solidarity and support for President Trump. Uh, if you win your election in November, then you will become colleagues with uh, Senator Mitch McConnell, someone who has been, in my opinion, deafeningly definitely silent on this issue. Did you expect to hear a statement from him today or anything?
4: Wasn't sure. Yeah, wasn't sure. I guess I guess he hasn't put one out. I guess that's not shocking. I saw um, Rick Scott, Senator Scott, put one out, and I thought that was good. Um, but yeah, this is something I'd want to see all Republicans united. You know, you can't let the Democrats. You can't let anybody. I don't want our side to weaponize the FBI or the DOJ. I want them to call balls and strikes. I want them to be neutral and apolitical and fair. And we can't let the left do this. And so this is something that all Republicans, all independents. The Democrats of good conscience should also agree with us that this is unacceptable, it's dangerous, it's scary, and I think we should present a united front against that kind of government abuse.
0: That's a great point. This can happen to anyone in, uh, in this political environment. That's why making sure it never happens is the right solution. One quick question. We've got about a minute left. Uh, the failure to really hold the FBI account to what we now know clearly happened in the Russia case. Does it make the FBI more bold to do things like we saw yesterday?
4: Yeah, maybe right. And it's like a, a small child. If you let them just get away with stuff, they're, they're going to push the limits and then they're going to discover there are no limits. And this is why you can't let government get out of control. You know, absolute power corrupts. We know that. There's supposed to be uh, uh, rules. There's supposed to be the rule of law. That's like a foundational principle for this country. And if you tolerate abuse, and oh, they tapped his his phone when he was in Trump Tower, nothing happens. You know, oh, Cl- Clinton deletes her emails, nothing happens. If if you have a federal law enforcement agency that suddenly selectively enforces the laws, it, and not yeah. so suddenly, it's yeah. going to develop into this totalitarian overreach, and it's scary. We got to yeah. stop it.
1: Blake, I think you're highlighting one of the biggest concerns for Americans, which is why they'll probably be heading to the polls in Arizona, hopefully to vote for you. And we look forward to having you back on before then, but also especially when that happens. Thanks for being with, your, Thanks
0: with so here. Thanks so much. Well, what a great interview with Blake, folks. Right after this, we're gonna bring in, you into connection one more time to Arizona with Abe Hamada. Now the Republican nominee for attorney general, one of the rising stars in Arizona politics. You gotta wanna hear what he has to say about the border about the law, about all the things that could happen in Arizona under a new regime next year. Great interview coming up right after this.
1: Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe, now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall, uncovering secrets from his past
0: All right, folks, we're going to turn our attention to a little bit of politics and elections. Joining us now is the newly minted Republican nominee for Arizona Attorney General, Abe Hamada. Abe, welcome to the show and congratulations on a big win.
3: Thanks for having me on, John.
0: There is a lot going on in Arizona. First, a lot of unity going on, the governor getting behind the slate. Everybody is going to be one party going into the fall, but the uh, problems at the border only seem to worsen every day. You see the mass number of uh, unaccompanied minors What is your assessment right now of what's going on in the summer here that seems to be a surge in these unaccompanied minors maybe being trafficked into the country?
3: Right. We're past that. This is just a crisis. This is a disaster, actually. And, you know, today I received the endorsement of Sheriff Mark Lamb, the Pinal County Sheriff out here. And he has to deal with this. He has to live with the consequences of this wide open border on a daily basis because the Pinal County is a huge drug uh, trafficking corridor. But if you're looking at, you know, the illegal immigration problem, you know, something I'm excited about with this new slate of candidates who just won last Tuesday is that we all have recognized that what's going down at the border is an invasion and that Arizona has to take matters into our own hands. So one of the first things that I'm going to be working with, with our new governor, Kerry Lake, and the legislature is to classify the cartels as terrorist organizations. And with that, we'll have enhanced sentencing guidelines on them, as well as we'll also be able to seize their assets but and you know, we also have to classify what's going on at the border as an invasion and we have to work with our partners in Mexico because I mean if you're looking at what's going on Mexico I mean they're they're giving visas to these these migrant caravans so they can right. travel through Mexico to get to get to the United States and that's a big problem but you know, Joe Biden has advertised the world that our border is wide open, and what you're seeing right now is a national security crisis when you have 150 countries represented at the southern border. But you're, I mean, as you mentioned, unaccompanied minors as well. I mean, talk about the humanitarian disaster. If you just remember a few years ago, how the media was, you know, lighting up Donald Trump uh, with, with all the with all the minors in in the jail. So if, if you're looking at what's going on with President Biden, this is a much worse catastrophe, and that's why I say it's a disaster that Arizona has to take. On and fix on our own.
0: Yeah, so important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, state's attorneys general typically have a relatively uh, direct line with the federal government, especially when it pertains to issues of our sovereignty, like the border. But I hear you use a phrase like our partners in Mexico. And it's astounding because I feel like you would make more inroads in negotiating with Mexico than you would our own government.
3: Yeah, I, I think you're right, man. So I think that's that's right. Where you know I think Mexico sees that this is a big problem as well. So, You know, that's where we have to get tough and negotiate with with the Mexican authorities, but also even some of our Native American uh, tribes out here too, I mean, a lot of the the border is actually on Native American land here in Arizona. So this is where it requires negotiations at the governor level, at the AG level, and along with our state legislature. But you're right, it it is sad to see, I mean, when you have, look at the Biden administration right now. I mean, they're targeting President Trump with FBI raids. Their whole focus is to seem to be, you know, on on a political witch hunt, January 6th or, or this FBI, rate. So this is where it's incumbent upon the states to actually get back to business and get serious. And, you know, DeSantis has done a very good job in Florida, and I'm hoping Arizona can be that new model for the rest of the country when we take office in January, too.
0: Yeah, such a such a big opportunity, maybe for states to solve a problem where the federal government has completely dropped the ball. I want to refer to something you just mentioned, and uh, you fought for this country on the front lines of a war. Uh, You have a law background, prosecutorial background, when you see something like what happened Monday on uh, President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, the FBI comes in. Uh, before you came on, Abe, we broke a story that the President Trump brought the FBI and the Justice Department to his compound June 3rd of this year, let them go anywhere they want and said, if you ever need something, you come back, you have voluntary right to this property, and then they go ahead and get a search warrant and, and raid it anyways. Your thoughts about what we're learning about that raid as someone who's in law enforcement?
3: Well, and as you mentioned with that, the magistrate judge, you know, having recused himself and now suddenly signing off on this warrant, it it requires some investigation to look into that. But besides just being in the military, I'm a former army captain intelligence officer who's who just returned from Saudi Arabia last year. But this is this is these are things that occur in third world countries. And my family actually came here. I was born in the United States, but my family came here from Syria thirty some odd years ago. And this is reminiscent of you know something that would occur in the Middle East. It, it is absolutely frightening and shocking. And you know it's not just the FBI, but look at what Letitia James, that AG in New York, what she's doing to weaponize her office against President Trump. They are so scared of President Donald Trump and the America First movement that they're willing to bend the rules and bend the law for their favor. So this is, it is absolutely vital that we get Republicans elected this November, because I think this is unlike anything we've ever seen before. And especially coupled in with the fact that you have the Hunter Biden evidence in the laptop that's been in possession with the FBI. But suddenly, I think now they say that they lost the hard drives. So, you know, it it just reeks of corruption. And, you know, they always claim that Republicans are the ones who are undermining our institutions. Look what President Biden and the Department of justice have just done. They have totally undermined our legal system. It is, it's exceptionally damaging and worrisome. And it's something that, you know, we have to work to rebuild uh, when when I take office and hopefully when uh, President Trump takes office in 2024 as well.
1: Yeah, and the polls absolutely reflect that skepticism of organizations like the FBI. I wanted to ask you, though, uh, you mentioned getting Republicans elected. Obviously, that is the best way to counter Democrats' policies. Uh, Governor Doug Ducey was not previously on board with the likes of Carrie Lake and some other Republicans in Arizona, but it seems that he has unified, or he's trying to unify the Republican Party in Arizona and supporting all of the candidates on that slate. A little bit of an about face, but I wanted to get your opinion
3: on that yeah i I think he recognizes you know ultimately doug ducey's a republican He's been good for business, uh, typically. So, I think he ultimately recognizes the damage that would be done if a Democrat takes over. And if you're seeing Katie Hobbs on the governor's side and Chris Mays, uh, my opponent the AG's office, I mean, it would be it would be so shocking and so damaging to Arizona. Here, my opponent is going to be funded by George Soros, Michael Bloomberg, and Tom Steyer. She already has been funded by Tom Steyer in the tunes of millions of dollars previously. She literally wanted to implement Green New Deal to Arizona before AOC even thought about it and she's a she's for eliminating cash bail she wants to turn arizona cities into san francisco chicago and new york so it, it is unifying to see that you know governor doug ducey and i think the entire republican uh, leadership here in arizona they are unifying behind this america first slate and we will defeat the democrats come november
0: yeah so important uh katie hobbs her prior her current job is to be secretary of state oversee the elections when you take a look at what we've learned about 2020 in the Arizona Senate election investigation then went on in places like Pinal County during the primary just a week ago, where they ran out of ballots on the day when they knew people were going to be turning out in droves. Uh, Katie Hobbs seems like he's trying to fail up. She hasn't even managed election wells. Now she wants to be governor. Your thoughts on her record of stewarding elections in Arizona?
3: Well, she's a radical, along with most of the, the Democrats in office here in Arizona. But, you know, to, to, to talk about the Pinal County situation that occurred, I mean, I don't think people understand the gravity of what happened. I mean, th- these are civil rights violations, if you look at it. They, they have the, it was primarily affecting Republicans, by the way, that ran out of the ballots, that, right. you know, didn't have their ballots counted. So this, this is so shocking, especially to see the past two years, the same people like Katie Hobbs, Chris Mays, they've been saying that, you know, we are a biggest threat to democracy and that we're undermining our elections, their failure in leadership has have been the ones who have who have undermined our elections and our electoral process. So, you know, I, I don't think Katie Hobbs deserves anywhere near to be next uh, at the governor's office as well as Chris Mays. The, these are radical leftists who are trying to cloak themselves as moderates. But believe me, they, they are going to be AOC Ilhan Omar of Arizona. We have to stop them.
0: Yeah, such an important mission ahead. Hey, real quick, people would love the last time you're on. How can they stay in touch with you, what you're doing with your campaign?
3: They can go to abeforag.com, A-B-E-F-O-R-A-G.com. I
0: appreciate it. That's pretty easy to remember. Thanks for joining us. Congratulations on your win. We're looking forward to what happens in the fall election.
3: Thank you. Likewise.
0: We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's
5: Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.
0: Right, folks that wraps up our saturday edition thanks for joining us a big thank you to all of our great guests david blake abe really interesting interviews and also to my amazing co-host on television amanda head such a great journal such a great friend such a great thought leader some really fun interviews now we'll be back tomorrow I'll let me give you the lineup carrie lake lou dobbs claudia tenney brian babbitt heather nowart Back to back to back tomorrow on the Sunday edition. Yep, get your brunch, get your coffee, put your AirPods in. We'll have a great show tomorrow, kicking off with the great and wonderful Lou Dobbs. So well, I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, have a great Saturday night. God bless you, folks. Everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite.